Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. So John 4 and verse 4, and we're reading the story this morning about the woman at the well, the famous story about the Samaritan woman. It says, Jesus in verse 4, now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was sat, as, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and this well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go Call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you've had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. I want to talk about this story. It's a famous story and um, I've never actually preached a message on this. But I just really felt that the Lord wanted to speak today to people about, not necessarily about the prophetic, it's a good message this to talk about the prophetic and how principles of the prophetic and how it works and speaking to people, especially on the streets. But I really want to focus today on what Jesus talks about, about a spring of living water. Because it's quite essential that that's what the whole subject's about. Jesus is talking about a water that's available to us that is not the same as what she was drawing from. And the whole story is about that. It goes on to, she's asking, what is this that you're offering? You're asking me for something, but what is this that you're offering? And I just want us to focus today on what Jesus is talking about, because I believe that it's the same for us today as what it was for the lady then. His message to us today is that there is a water that's available, rivers of life. For us. And Jesus is on his way here. In this story you may notice uh, through Samaria. He's going through a, a part of town that not many people want to go through. 
And the, the Jewish boys, they're, they're off down in town trying to get some food. And they don't want to stick around with Jesus. They're saying, we're going to get some food. They probably want to get their drink from downtown. But Jesus, he says he stops. Right in this region. This region where they're worshipping in their own way. They believe, they don't believe necessarily that they should worship in the temple. Like the Jews. And they believe in their uh, kind of religion that they should worship. It's fine to worship on the, on the mountain where they are. And Jesus is coming right there to this point where this woman is, this social place, to sit at the well while she draws her water. And I just want to focus on just another thing is that many times we hear in this story, it mentions that the lady says, this is Jacob's well. And the well is not just any ordinary well, but it's a well that has been passed down through the centuries. It was dug out by Jacob himself. And passed down, it says that even his ancestors, his livestock would have drank from this. And it's a religious site in a sense. It's something that this, this lady would have gone to, not just to draw water, but she looked at this place like a religious place that she went to. It had some emphasis to her in her life that was this place that she visited. And what's interesting is this, and I want you to get this because we so pass it every time, but... Jesus, in this first verse, it says that when he arrived, he says he was tired. How many get tired? Because I get tired a lot. A lot. I try to hide it. I'm probably a bit tired today. But we try to hide it a lot. And sometimes, in some circles I hear, the people believe that Christians shouldn't be tired. We should be running on, on the Holy Spirit on full steam and never get tired. But Jesus, right at the beginning of this story, is tired and thirsty. He says his disciples went and got some food, but he is very tired. And he comes and he wants, he actually needs this physical water. He actually needs the water that she has, because he asked for it. But Jesus goes on to talk about a spiritual water in this story. A spiritual water. And some of you today may have never heard of this. You may think, oh, I just read that and it sounds good. It sounds good that Jesus is the bread of life and he, is thir- and, and, and he will quench my thirst if I drink from him. But do we really understand what it means in our life to have this spring of water in our life? The title of this message today is Springing to Life. Springing to Life. I don't know if you've ever watched some of the Christian TV channels, but Many years ago, I watched some TV channels and some person came on, and I've got no problem in saying this, but he was trying to sell some thing called Miracle Spring Water. You've seen it. Hopefully you haven't paid for it. But he was trying to sell this thing saying, if you give so much money, and I'll send this little bit of water through, and if this will bless you, and your life will be blessed if you have this Miracle Spring Water. And there's not just water, there's so many other brands now out there. There's probably handkerchiefs, everything you can get that come through the post if you pay so much money. And I remember seeing this and watching it and it's still there. And we watch it on our TV channels. And we look at this and it's, if you pay so much money, you can have this miracle spring water that will bring finances and blessings into your life. But I want to tell you today, it's not, it's rubbish. Because Jesus is not talking about something that you have got to pay for. 
He's not talking about you putting your credit card number in to buy something, hopefully that your bank account will be zeroed in the next few months. Jesus is not talking when he talks about miracle spring water. He's talking about him, his spirit, his life breathing in us. And I want to encourage you today, if you've ever seen this stuff, don't go with it. Because he is the source of this water. It doesn't come through the post in a packet. It doesn't come through the post and get delivered to you. And then you have to buy some more when it's run out. When you've put it over everything trying to bless it. No. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I haven't even started yet. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And so many of us today are going to be fooled, especially in these times when we want quick fixes. Things are not going right, so we stick on the channels. We're looking for someone who can give us a quick fix. And it's all in the mind. Psalm 34 verse 8 in the message says this, Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are those who run to Him. Not get your credit card out. Blessed are the ones who run to Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's free. Every time we go out on the streets and we try to pray for people, some people say, does this cost anything? No, it's free. It's free. His gift of eternal life is free. Everything's free. All you've got to do is receive it. He is this source of life. Number one today, I believe we need to spot the source. We need to spot the source. Jesus said to the woman at the well, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In other words, if you really understood who's asking you for the physical drink, which I need, I'd give you something far better than this. If you knew, she couldn't spot the source. She was a woman who sat and went to this well. She loved this Jacob's well, this religious site. She believed in her her religion and her religious ways and how she would meet her God. And she couldn't spot that sitting right next to her on the well was the very source of life. The one we spoke about earlier. The one who was there before time began. Sat at the well. And I don't know for you today, do you spot the source? You might be a Christian. You might be religiously going to the well every day. And you might not know that sat right beside you is the opportunity for you to have a drink from the rivers of life. Some of us, we don't know this gift's available. We've never seen it. We don't understand it. Because we read these scriptures sometimes and we flick over them. But I'm telling you, in these days, we're going to need to know what it is to have this source of life flowing through us. The other week, we were, on my birthday, we decided to go from Cambridge. We went to St. Ives, a little place, if you know it, outside of here. And we were sat by the river. We're looking at all the boats coming in and 
It was really nice. The sun was shining and I just said, let's get out of Cambridge. Let's go somewhere a little bit different. And we were there and people hire boats and what have you. And this gentleman comes up to me and he said, I couldn't understand what he was saying to me. He said, is this, is this your, your boat or something? And I'm, are you a boater? I thought, boater? I find it hard enough to drive the car. Never mind a boat. And I couldn't understand. It's one of the things, you know, when you agree and you say yes, and you don't really know what they're talking about. And I just, yes. And I thought, and I actually agreed I was a boater, I think. I think he thought that was my boat. Emma looked at me after she says, he was asking where the water point was. I said, ah, right, okay. And so then I pointed behind Emma and there was this big um, water pump. You know, the style old water pumps. I goes, oh, it's there. She goes, don't be silly. She goes, it's down there. It's a tap. She goes, that's an old pump that's there. It's not, it doesn't even work. And what I was interested in, I got chatting to this guy just a bit after, just talking about why they were here and they were visiting. They'd come from north and were traveling on rivers all the way down to get down south. And one of the things he said, it's the first things they jump off and they're getting into this, this village, this town. And he needed to know where water was. He needed that water for them to continue to have this source of life. Jesus knew, didn't he, when he was tired when he was at the well, that he needed it physically to move on. I want to say to you today that I believe that sometimes we can mix up and think that when we're tired and weary, that this spring is not flowing through us. But Jesus had that spring flowing through him, but yet he was still thirsty and tired. And I want to encourage you today, That being with God and knowing what it is to have this spring flowing through you is not about you feeling 100% on top of the world. It's not about you feeling perfect in your physical body all the time. Only the other day we heard the sad news of a gentleman who was at a recent conference who has suddenly passed away at 57 years old. Who was preaching the gospel till he died. And some of the guys here went to see him at a conference and suddenly his life's taken away from him. But he preached the gospel. And I was hearing stories back from some of the guys who went to hear him recently preach. They said how he was so ill sometimes when he went to meetings, but he'd see many people get healed. I said, why is that, Lord? He learned what it was to have the spring of water flowing through him even when he felt dreadful. And I want to encourage you today. This church is never going to preach the message that you're going to feel perfect when you've got this water flowing through because it's a lie. There'll be trouble in this world. You're going to feel the heat sometimes. You're going to get tired. But what you need is the source that's running through you even when you're tired. Spot the source. That man who came into... That village, he looked straight away, he thought, we're going to move on soon, we need some water. Know where the source is, know where the water point is. Know who is the real provider. James 1 verse 16 says, don't be deceived my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows. We shouldn't be deceived today. And some are that the source is in here. In the church. Some people go running and I hear it so many times. 
I just love it when I come on Sunday, but then through the week I just feel so rough because there's no church meetings on and I need more of it. The source is not here. Thankfully, Jesus is here. Thankfully, he is the source. But I want to tell you this, when you leave here, it's no different. He is the source of life. Every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven. It comes from him and flows to us. I met a guy years ago when I used to work in full-time employment. And this guy used to talk to him and I'd tell him about God and tell him about church. And he used to say to me, he goes, church, for me, he said, I don't understand why you do what you do. He says, church for me, he says, is when I go into an old-fashioned building and I go and I smell the wood. The old wood. And it creaks and things creak and it's uncomfortable and it's cold. I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad I don't go to that place. And he would talk about how just those smells and senses that he had was, for him, church. Without criticizing any old building. Without criticizing any old church. Let me tell you, it's not even about the modern buildings. It's not even about the smell of the new carpet. It's not even about the lights and smoke machines. We'll never have them here, by the way. But it's not about all these things. It's about him being the source, whether it's old or new. See, I can say that because I don't think that the smell of new carpets here is what we need. This was all new at one point. But soon it will lose its newness. What will we do then? One day it will look a little bit tatty. One day we'll be saying we need new carpets. Things get old and deteriorate. But it's his spirit. Is the spring. Is the source coming from Jesus. Not this room. So many of us can put these sacred sites on a pedestal. And the woman at the well, she puts this well that she says, are you saying that you're offering something better than Jacob's well? The the well that we know that has come down from, from history, this is a sacred place. You're saying that you're offering something better than this sacred site that I've been coming to every day. Jesus was saying, yes, it's greater than any of that. It's greater than any religious place you can go to in this world. Because it's about his spirit and his source. You see, the woman only knew this well of giving her physical water. She had an ancient physical place, religious site, with just a little spiritual link. But God wants to give us A greater link to heaven. 1 Peter 2 verse 4 says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Let me tell you today, the church here is not about the carpets. It's not about how new. It's not about how old the smell is. It's about you. You are the church. We spoke about it this morning. We're the bride. We're the ones he's coming back for. When Jesus returns and you hear the final trumpet call, 
He's not going to come down and try and take the coffee shop downstairs. He's not going to go and say, that coffee machine is valuable, I want all these things. He's not going to come in this room and say, that carpet, this sound system's good. He's coming for you. Because you are the church. You are the church. And as it says in 1 Peter 2, we are building up a spiritual house. Living stones. I want to turn in your Bibles, it will come up on the screen as well, to John 7, just a little bit later from where we are. John 7, verse 37. John 7 verse 37 says, let, Jesus says these words, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. There it is. This river that would flow would be the spirit that came later at Pentecost. If you, if some of you today said, I don't know if I believe in all this Holy Spirit thing and the, the, the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost. Jesus said, if you want this rivers of life, if you want this thing that will break off religion, if you want it, it's the thing that is going to come later and it's my spirit. That is what you can drink of. And it will flow from within. When the Spirit fell later at Pentecost in Acts 2, it flowed into a physical place. But it came to the hungry and the thirsty. It came to the ones who were thirsty. Acts 2 verse 1 to 3 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, the living stones. They came to that physical place, but it was them that God was interested in, not the upper room, in pouring out his spirit. And let me tell you, in that room at that time, there were people who didn't receive. There were people who looked and mocked and said they're drunk. These people are drunk. Because they didn't see the source. They didn't see that they were right next to the well in that upper room. When the Holy Spirit fell and tongues of fire fell on each and every one who were thirsty. These people stood there and mocked. And they were living their religious lives saying this is not real. They're just drunk. But they were sat right at this religious place, watching and missing out on the source of life. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Spot the well, spot the spring, should I say. The second thing I want to say today is start to flow. Start to flow. 
The woman wonders how Jesus can get this water, remember. She looks at Jesus and she says, you haven't got anything to draw with. You haven't got a bucket. She says, you've got no bucket. How are you going to get this wells deep? How are you going to get what you're talking about? Don't you realize I've got all the equipment here. I bring it down every day. I carry my bucket. She must have thought, what an amateur. What an amateur. He comes along and telling me how to collect water. He's not even got the tools. I know how to collect this one. I know the the well is deep. She must have thought, he's not prepared. He hasn't got what it takes to get this kind of water. But we know that Jesus wasn't asking, he wasn't suggesting that she, that we needed a bucket. We didn't need equipment to receive his spirit. Let me tell you, you don't need anything extra. You won't need miracle spring water. You don't need anything to receive it. You just need a hungry and thirsty heart. It's all you need. There's so many people out there telling you to do so many things first before you can feel him. Just be thirsty. Just say, Lord, I want you. Fill me. I love this bit because she's talking about a well. She says, you haven't got the equipment. You can't lower down. You're too deep. Jesus replies in verse 13. He says this, the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You may not, you may have missed this before, but Jesus is saying it's not a well. It's a spring. It's not like this. It's not the same water, but it's not even the same method of how you will receive. It's a different way. The Message Bible says it like this. The water I give will be an artesian spring within. Gushing fountains of endless life. I don't know if that's on the screen. Yeah. The water I give, the message says, will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. I don't know if you know what an artesian spring is, but when I looked into what artesian springs are, he says this, that water comes down from a higher level and travels down through the porous rock. It travels down through the rock. And it gets into a little pocket of a space, a container. This little space under the porous rock where it's traveled from above. And it gets into this compartment which is called an aquifer. And in this aquifer it stays there. But the pressure and the atmosphere around this aquifer will cause the water without any means to push up back to the surface and flow like a well. It will release it. The surroundings will release this compartment. It says it flows from a higher source, comes through the porous rock, comes down, collects. But the pressures from within will force it back to the top. This is not the same kind of means that she was getting her water. It was an artesian spring. Jesus says it will gush like fountains of endless life. I want to tell you today that it's the same when he used these words and described this type of spring. Jesus 
gives his spirit. It came down from above. It comes down to us. And it's inside of us. And it will flow from within. You don't have to do anything. You just have to let it flow. Be a conduit for God. Amen. John 15 verse 26, 27. When Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit, he says, When the friend, the Holy Spirit, I plan to send to you from the Father above, comes the Spirit of truth, issuing from the Father, he will confirm everything about me. Jesus did the work. Jesus had the bucket. He did the work at the cross for you. He drew from the well for you. You don't need the equipment because he went to the cross and did all the work. You don't need your credit card. He did all the work. You don't need a bucket because he did it. And now, just like the artesian spring, his spirit is being sent from above because of what Jesus did. He says, when I've done what I'm going to do, the great helper will come from above. And he will come down to this earth. And he will be in you. And it will flow from you. Let me tell you, you not have to do anything. He's so free. Just be a conduit. Just be the equiffer. Just be the compartment that says, Lord, I've got, I just want to receive through this rock. I want to receive and I just want to flow. Because I know I don't need a bucket. I don't need the means to collect it. Because you did it at the cross. Jesus. Titus 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Jesus saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. He just looks for us today. He's looking for us to simply come before him. Say, Lord, I want to be that equifer. I want to be that compartment that is willing to just take in what you have. Not try and do it by myself, but receive. And Lord, I want the surroundings of your spirit around me to push this out of me so that I don't even have to worry about how to do that. But it will flow from everything I say and do. Jesus. The final thing today is this. Jesus said it would satisfy your thirst. He said it will satisfy your thirst. Verse 13, he says, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Never thirst. Jesus was saying this, Living water will quench your thirst. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've had too much salt in my food. And halfway through the middle of the night, I go downstairs and I seem to drink every single drink in the fridge trying to get rid of this thirsty feeling. Sometimes I think, no, Tango would be good, Diet Coke. I drink it and it still doesn't quench it. Then I get water. Then I feel like my stomach's going to explode. Some of us, sometimes we can't quench that thirst. 
Jesus is saying, this water will quench your thirst for a short time. In fact, I need it now to quench my physical thirst. But I'm telling you about a water that will, when it flows through you, you will never be thirsty again. It will satisfy your thirst. The Bible says that Jesus was tired and he was thirsty. And I don't know, I could ask everyone here today and you would put your hand up and say, I feel tired. I feel tired and weary sometimes when I'm doing the work for God. I feel tired and I feel like, why should I feel like this when I read scriptures that tell me that I'm going to glide like an eagle if I wait on you, Lord, and my strength will be renewed. But I want to tell you, let's start looking at what it means inside of us and not physically. Always relating our Christianity to how we physically feel. I'm afraid, just like Gypsy Lee, the gentleman who lost his life, he learnt what it was, didn't he? He learnt what it was to walk, to release the gospel, to let it flow. To know what it is to be satisfied and quenched. But also to know that it's nothing to do with his physical body. Praise God, it's a bonus if God touches us and restores us. Many times I know that some of the people here go out and pray for sick people on the streets and they're sick themselves. The living water was his spirit. And it's purely for our benefit, for our spirit. The woman said, give me this water so I won't get thirsty again. I want it so that I won't get thirsty. She asks him, she says, you've told me about it. I could give you some of my water, but I want this. I want some of this water, Jesus, that you're talking about that means I don't get thirsty again. And do you know what? I don't know if you've ever read this or looked at it, but I just love his response because it's not what she'd expect. He doesn't say and he doesn't give the indication about what I've just told you. He doesn't say about explaining about uh, waters flowing like a spring and all this kind of stuff. But he is responsible when she says, okay, okay, I'll, I'll sign up to the contract, Jesus. I'll sign up to this. I'll have some of this free water. I want it. What do I need to do? And the first response is, is not, you need to get your credit card or do this or do that. His response is this, go call your husband and come back. It's not a very good response. They've just spent ages around this well talking about a water, both of them. And Jesus telling about a water that's so amazing that she'll never thirst again. And then his response is, go call your husband and then come back. And then he says, you haven't even got a husband now. In fact, you've had five husbands. And she's looking, he must be looking and thinking, what on earth has this got to do with the water you've just been telling me about. What's this got to do with this conversation we've just been having? I, like, I see this a lot with Jesus. He always comes with a different a question. But he challenges her. And what he's saying to her is this. Do you not realize that I'm not talking about a physical water? You for your life have been looking for a man to satisfy you. You've been looking for a husband to satisfy you. In fact, the one you're with now is not even your husband. You've had five husbands. You've gone around trying to find satisfaction. You've gone around trying to find what life gives us satisfaction. But don't you see that every time you've had someone and you thought you got it, 
every time you thought you had it. Right there you went to another one. Then you went to another one because you were never satisfied. You never knew what it was to be truly satisfied. And even now, you're in a state of limbo. Because you don't even have a husband. Because you're not secure enough to settle this. Because you've had so many bad experiences. And he was showing her in a glimpse. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about this. I'm saying that when the river flows through you. When the spring flows through you of life. It will satisfy your innermost parts of your life. That all the things of this world as we sing will grow strangely dim. You won't be looking around saying I need, I need to have this and I need to do that and materialistic things to satisfy you. You won't be looking at these things because you will be satisfied and quenched by Jesus himself. And he will give you what you need. He We'll give you the husband. He will give you the right things at the right time. He was saying to her, go call your husband and come back. Because you are not, you are not satisfied with what you have. You're never satisfied. And if you ever want true satisfaction till the day you die, it's when you have Jesus Christ flowing through you. His spirit. Take all the material things out. Take the dearest people and closest people to you who will always fail you. They will fail you, guaranteed. But Jesus says, I'll never fail you. Come to me, all you're weak and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Come to me. Come to me, my burden's light. And I don't know you today, but there's some people in here today, they're challenged, they're saying, do you know what, Lord, I just, I'm trying to find satisfaction in other things. I'm trying to find, I'm, I'm just like that woman. I keep going back. I've tried. You may not have had five husbands. But you may be going to different things. Trying different things. Trying different things that you're into and you can't get break free from. As Lee said earlier, chains that need to be broken. Addictions and things that are in our lives that we're trying to get satisfaction from. Before I was a Christian, many years ago, I looked at things to try and get satisfaction from other things. There were times I could tell you specific nights that I remember when I thought I was going to die from drugs. Things that I did, I just thought, this is, this is probably it. Because I was always trying to find satisfaction. I was always trying to find what the real answer is. But I never found it until I found Jesus. Because Jesus Christ, when he came to live inside of me and his spirit was inside of me, I didn't understand it all at first. I didn't understand what it meant to have his spirit inside of me. I didn't understand all the details of the contract. I come to learn that over the years. But I have understood with Jesus that the more I let him flow through me, the more I become like an artesian spring well, the more I become that equiffer, the more I become that person who is a container for his presence. I'm not interested in what this world's got to offer because it's a waste of time. It's nothing but junk. Junk. 
The enemy will come to counterfeit the wells of life with one that you'll keep getting thirsty for. Isaiah 58, 11 says, The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Let me read that again. The Lord will guide you, said Isaiah, before Jesus came, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing spring. I want to encourage you today, if the bank could just be ready to come back, I want to encourage you today, if you don't know what this is, this well, if you've never accepted Jesus as your own personal saviour, He can flow through you just like that artesian spring. Gushing fountains of endless life. Oh yeah. Our time's going to be up one day and it was up for our friend Gypsy, wasn't it? When Gypsy's life was taken from him, Jesus never said that we would have eternal life on this earth. He says it will gush fountains of endless life. You're going to get a taste when you accept Jesus into your heart of eternal life. The Bible says that he has set eternity in our hearts. He set eternity in our hearts. Let's just stand. Jesus. Now I said it earlier that this church, yeah, it is a place where the presence of God comes, but it's not the source. We used to be called Living Waters here many years ago. That was our name. People thought we were a water company. So we changed it to King's Church. We're not a source. We are not the source, should I say. Jesus is. We need to point people to the source. We need to point people to the tap and say, this is where it is. This is where the source is, not us. We're just drinking from it. We're just flowing with it. And come in the river and have some fun. I'm going to invite the presence of God to come right now. The Holy Spirit has been coming and doing some awesome things here recently. And I want to ask people, there's people here today who are just tired and thirsty. There's people who are trying to do this on their own. You've been running to things and you've been running to things to try and satisfy you. You don't really know and understand. You've probably read this scripture 500 times and heard it preached a lot. About Jesus being the water of life. But let's just get real. Let's just say, God, what, what does this mean? Because I want what you've got. I want what you're offering. And the woman said it. She says, okay, give me some then. Okay, I'm willing to not talk about my well and talk about my religious sight and my religious beliefs. I'm not... I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I I want this, what you're talking about. And Jesus confronted her with some issues, didn't he? He didn't just say, okay, have it. He confronted her and said, this is where you are trying to satisfy yourself. And you know right now, when you're saying in your spirit, Lord, I want what you've got then, okay. In your spirit right now, just shut your eyes. God is going to show you and he's challenging you and saying, but these are the things that you've been running to. These are the things you've been trying to satisfy yourself. Whether it's addictions, whether it's 
sexual sin. Whether it's religious things, you're trying to run to religious religion and try and satisfy yourself with religion. He's saying to you right now, you can see these things, you know it. He's saying to you right now, but you can see this, can't you? But let me tell you, my spirit is far greater than all that. Come to the waters of life. I'm going to call people forward in just a minute and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and for people to be refreshed and say, Lord, I'm just hungry right now for you to pour out from heaven upon me and I want to be a porous rock to be filled again. And I want to flow, Lord. I don't want to leave here today and just think I've had a, a, a message and a bit of worship. I want to walk out of here today feeling completely different, on fire for God, full of the Spirit, and not wondering when the water's going to run out because I know I'm just a conduit. All I am is a conduit for you, Jesus. Lee said it earlier. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said then is no different right now in this room. We're at the well. We're at the well. He's saying to you now, come. Just before I call people forward, I want to read this last psalm to you. Psalm 103. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.